You're listening to Cheer Up Babe the Podcast, and this intro song is like Indian sex. It's fucking intense. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio, and we are live with TikTok right now. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. But before we do, let's do our little intro piece. Make sure that you got your cozy hoodies on. You're snuggled in. Listen to the couch. This next hour is for you. Make sure you locked your kids in the closet. Remember, they'll be fine. Turn to your significant other. If your significant other is a cat, tell them you don't have time to talk for the next hour because this is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. So we are live with TikTok. And before I start answering questions, I just got to preemptively say um i'm gonna answer some questions out of the gate that i know i'm gonna get hey vj where are your eyebrows i'll never tell i'll never tell it's a family secret okay it's a family tradition and i'll never give the secret out so don't even ask um hey why do you sound like ryan reynolds don't know just my speaking voice so don't have to ask that don't even worry about asking that question um what's the other one i'm gonna get oh where's the baby girl she's in bed with her mama it's nine o'clock and she's sleeping. So I know that that's literally 90% of the reason that people follow me on TikTok. But uh, she is upstairs asleep. If she wakes up screaming and crying, I'll go grab her. That's a promise. Um, but yeah, so episode 10, like I said, I don't know what to expect. I also don't even know how to operate a live. So if someone asks a question, I don't know how to read it. But I'm sure it'll just pop up. I know I had one person on here, uh, Alyssa, who was super stoked to pop on. I haven't seen her on here, but I hope she's on here. She's a big-time friggin' friend of the podcast. Shout-out now early, leaving reviews early. That's the kind of shit I'm here for. Did you guys hear? Did you guys hear? It's going to be a white boy summer, according to Chet Hanks. That's super cool. Hey, thanks, Chet. Thanks, Tom Hanks' son. Did you see that he went viral with that, hey, I think it's going to be a white boy summer? video and then he literally followed it up the next day with here's my merch and buy my acting classes hi glenda from missouri shout outs to you how you doing so chet hanks decided to go viral with you know something that probably wasn't the best thing to say in a certain time of our lives and just be like hey it's gonna be a white boy summer and then he in the same video was like it's not a trump thing it's like thanks chet didn't need to didn't need to clarify that and then he decided to turn that into a uh I don't know, promotion for his acting class? Dude, I checked on the acting class just because I was like, what the sh- what type of shit is this guy spewing out? And he is charging like $500 a month to take acting classes from Tom Hanks' son. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I mean, I get it. The superiority complex thing is like, listen, I'm Chet Hanks' son. I watched my dad act in Forrest Gump, and I thought that that was a really, really good job, like we all did. And then I also watched him in Saving Private Ryan, so I know how to act now. And if you want to know how to act now, buy my classes. Thanks, Chet. Thanks, Chet. I also don't think it's going to be a white boy summer on behalf of a current white boy and also the douchiest person alive five years ago. It should never be a white boy summer because... I sucked, and we all know that. Howdy from Montana. What's up? So we got Glendo. We got Howdy from Montana. We got some We got some people jumping in. If you guys got any questions or anything, just go ahead and type them on in. I'm going to keep rambling. By the way, the premise of my podcast is a stream of consciousness podcast. I edited it out a little bit later, but uh, it's usually pretty fun. And this is one of those things where last week when I had this idea, I was like, this is probably going to be a train wreck. Like, I'm probably going to get some stupid questions or fight a 14-year-old because it's TikTok. And I think I'm just going to roll with it every 10th episode anyways. What's up? Hi from Louisiana. Hello, Emily White. Thanks for just dropping in. What's up? Dude, TikTok is the wildest thing ever. Like, it's one of those things that if a video goes viral, it just goes viral. It doesn't really mean that much in terms of... Yeah, you get you get a lot of followers, right? But if you post a shitty video the next week, your followers aren't going to see it because it's shitty. What's up, Shutterbug1022? Hi from Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, dude. We're going we're going cross lines. I love it. I love it. What's up, everybody? Um, so those of you that are just dropping in right now, I'm doing an AMA on my podcast, episode ten of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. If you have any questions, go ahead and drop them. I also do a segment on my 
podcast called Unqualified Dad Advice. Now, I usually take the advice from uh, Reddit, and that way it's a little bit of separation. I don't actually know the people, so I can go a little bit hard. But if you ask something, then I'll, uh, I'll try to be nice, but I'm also in a super spicy mood. How are you doing today, Emily Y5? I'm doing wonderful today. I had a really long day. It rained literally all day, and every interaction I had sucked. But I got to go home to my wife and my little girl. And uh, any day that ends that way, it's a pretty good day. Mac Dre 141, solid advice. I don't even know if I gave any advice yet. But um, yeah, man, I was sitting here 10 minutes ago, literally just scrolling through my phone, sitting at this little... By the way, I, I look like I'm at the frigging parents table at thanksgiving i moved all my shit out here to our bar area and then i forgot that i had my that my wife had me trim off the legs of this chair i'm sitting on so it would fit upstairs and then we immediately moved it downstairs so it sits at a bar and i'm sitting on two chairs or i'm sitting on two pillows and scott air force base illinois what's up no from reddit oh from reddit yeah i did say that um you're so funny cute little girl and wife dude Let's make no mistake. I don't know what happened in the world. I mean, you guys literally are looking at my face right now. And if you've seen my TikTok, you've seen my wife and you've seen my little girl. Don't know how I helped make that. And also don't know how I bagged a hottie like that because it's just insane. Hello from California. Love your videos. Thank you, KCamp1167. I like your comment. Appreciate it. But yeah, dude, I do this like advice thing from Reddit. That way I can just... I do a segment called Unqualified Dad Advice because it's called Unqualified Dad Advice because I've only been a dad for seven months. So any advice I give, hey, just take it with a big old giant grain of salt, okay? Favorite part about being a girl dad? My hubby is a girl dad times two and loves your videos. BJ, say hi to me now. Nina, hi. What's up, dude? You better stay on this live, Nina. Um, my favorite part about being a girl dad. So here's the thing. I was raised in a house with all boys. Like... The house I was raised in, I have two two little brothers, and it was all wrestling or football all the time. It was just aggro-aggressive. So when I was growing up and I was having the idea of being a dad, and I wanted to be a dad for a really long time, I always envisioned it being a boy just because that was kind of the world I knew, right? And Jordan and I didn't find out what she was going to be until the delivery day. So she came out, and it was a girl. And after the whole like crazy live wire of the birth itself, I was just kind of sitting there and I was holding her and mama was relaxing and like this overwhelming feeling of like, yeah, like, dude, I'm the most effeminate one in my family. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear pink tie dye today because fuck everybody. And I was raised in a house that it that was like, that's like not really a cool thing. Right. And um, Nina, I know, I know you, dude. Could you not type in all caps? So aggressive. But it was one of the, I was sitting there and I was just envisioning, like I had all these ideas of raising a boy and like, you know, him trying to be like dad and trying to do sports and everything. And then I'm holding this little girl and I'm envisioning, you know, like typical girl things. Like who knows if she's actually going to be into any like girly, girly things. She might be a total tomboy, whatever she wants to be, right? But I was just envisioning like, When she's little and she wants to do something girly, I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do that. You want to go get mani-pedis? Let's go get mani-pedis. Like the idea of that just sounded so, I don't know, wonderful, I guess you could say. And um, I just immediately fell in love with it. It was, it took 30 minutes after holding her where I was just sitting there and I was contemplating like the next, you know, 18 to 37 years of my life. And, uh, I was like, this is exactly what was supposed to happen. I was raised with all boys and everything, but my attitude and my personality is pretty good for, uh, raising a girl. I think I love that. You're already planning on taking her for Manny Petty's dude. I, even if I have a boy, I'll be like, okay, here's the deal, baby girl. You're Brother has a wrestling tournament to go to, but we can be a little bit late to that because you and I have to go get Manny Petties. <laughs> Shutterbug1022, I think having a girl brought my husband down to earth regarding raising kids. That macho mindset is gone. Yeah, if you're if you're a dad that's completely open to being the best dad you can be and you have a little girl, you know, it does. It takes the ego away. First off, my wife took my ego away initially, like maybe 50%. And then I had a little girl and I was like, oh, nothing else matters. 
Nothing else matters. I'm I have I had like a superiority complex through the roof. And then I had this little girl. I had this I had this uh, client that I was coaching and um, it was about two months after she was born. And um, she asked me, so what's the biggest thing that having a new baby has done that you didn't expect? And I was like, the shit that I thought was important is not important. Like, I used to hang my hat on the fact that uh, I was a decent wrestler. Now I'm like, who cares if that I ever was an athlete? Like, who cares about anything like that? I used to hang my hat on, like, all these accolades and things that I thought were important. And then it was just turned into uh, nothing has ever weighed as much as being a dad has. And I'm obsessed with it. And I love it. I, I did turn my Instagram on private, so if you try to follow me on Instagram and you can't, that's why, because I kind of keep one aspect private. But if you followed me, all you would see is p- pictures of my wife and my baby girl. So, I mean, I mean it's kind of like, like my TikTok account, too. But, yeah, man. So, it definitely, uh, it definitely made a change for the better. What was I talking about at the very beginning before you guys started asking questions? Oh, yeah, Chet Hanks. Oh, did you guys see it? Did you guys see the Chet Hanks video? Was it not the most weird and exhausting thing you've ever seen? He said it was going to be a white boy summer, and I said, Oh, not the time, Chet. Also, don't turn it into a promo for your acting class. Thanks. (laughs) Charge him $500 a month. What stage is she at? In terms of age, let's see. She is in the... I am almost crawling, but I can literally army crawl everywhere, so why learn how to crawl? She's in that stage. She's in the, um, I can get from A to B in 17 seconds because I timed her, but I just don't want to move my hands and knees at the same time, and also I have really, really powerful lats, so I'm just going to pull myself everywhere across the entire floor, and every single outfit I have is going to get dirty and... um, She's also talking up a storm and she's super intense. Like when she gets a little bit tired, she's super intense, but she is awesome. Would you let your daughter play with any toy regardless of gender? Yeah, of course. Oh, by the way, that question was asked by Eternal C7. Would you let your daughter play with any toy regardless of gender? Yeah, that's so dumb. The way that I'm going to shop for her toys is I'm literally just going to bring her to the store and let her pick out whatever she wants. You think I make decisions in this house? I don't make decisions in this house. She already makes all the decisions. So whatever toy she wants, yeah, she can buy that toy. That's fine. My my dad lured me to crawl with shiny silver remote. See, we, (laughs) she has like three favorite toys. One of them makes noise. One of them is, and you guys have seen her in videos, right? Like when I hold the phone up she's just kind of like and that's what i'm gonna look at because look there's my face it's so cute so if i turn the camera on and do the you know whatever this is called the face facing remote so old um she'll crawl to it so fast and then you get awesome shots of her like scooting across the floor all intense when i was a kid my i was told i could only play with pink legos so good for you well k camp 1167 Um, one thing that I'm definitely realizing about fatherhood is it doesn't matter how you were raised. It matters how you raise. Okay. So as long as who you, uh, have grown into is because of yourself and not because of any sort of situation that you went through, um, you can be a good parent. Just make sure that you're in a good headspace. You don't want to project anything onto your kids, but you can also see and correct your parents' mistakes that they made with you. That's the only thing that I would say I would say on that. And also, guess what? You're grown now. Go buy, I don't know, what's a boy toy? The fucking G.I. Joe? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I checked him out the second floor window, LOL, but no kids here. Well, you know, no worries. No worries on the no kids here. If you want to have kids, that's totally fine. And if you don't, good. Less competition for my daughter. <laughs> oh, dude, Nerf guns. Dallasot says Nerf guns. I winked because that's my mom. She was so excited. (laughs) She just got done visiting us. She lives in Montana. We live in Minnesota. And she just got done visiting us. And I I told her that I was going to do the live, right? And she was like, 
texted me today. I'm so excited for your life. I was like, thanks, mom. I'm shitting bricks because that makes me feel so exposed. The thing about a podcast or the thing about a TikTok is you just can have an idea, record it, edit it. If you don't like it, you can go on to the next thing and it is fine. But the Nerf guns, yeah. If you don't think baby girl and I are going to have like 30 Nerf guns, that's not a boy toy. That's a let's shoot each other toy. That's a that's like water guns and 2.0 water guns and 2.0. That's like water guns 2.0 because it's an actual projectile and that's going to be super duper fun. I'm also 100% if TikTok taught me anything, it's how to adapt a Barbie Jeep so that it can go faster. You know, dude, my FYP is literally like do-it-yourself dads juicing up their kids' toys, videos of babies, and uh, cute animals. That's literally my entire FYP. So, And also that guy that chops wood with axes. I don't know why he keeps popping up. I've never interacted with his videos before and or followed him. I just see him shirtless chopping wood all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, that's great. You're making me feel bad about myself. What's FYP? John Hilton FYP, the For You page. So like whatever the algorithm produces for your po- or your podcast, for your TikTok page, the For You page is your FYP. So, but yeah, so I get like do-it-yourself dads and I've learned so many things. Did you know that in the Barbie Jeep, you can just, or any whatever of those remote Jeeps that go two miles an hour for your kids, you can just clip the wires and you can get an adapter for $9 off of Amazon. And then I can plug my drill battery into it and it goes like five times faster. I'm going to do that when she's one years old. When she's one years old. So coming up in five months, I'm going to buy her a Barbie Jeep and I'm going to do it immediately. I'm not even going to let her get warmed up with the two mile per hour thing. I'm just going to juice it right up to going 15. Dude, I thought I was the only one that that guy will pop up randomly without ever interacting. It's like, dude, it's like TikTok's like, listen, I know you like cute little baby videos and something emotional happening with parents that makes you cry for whatever reason. Uh, cute animal videos that you always like every baby cow video so that you can show your wife because that's all she wants to look at and she doesn't have social media so she has to go through you to see that type of content I but we want you to see this shirtless dude just chopping wood you, you see his tattoos is his body better than yours yeah keep watching it and I'm just like god damn yeah it is dude what's up cutest cutest family in my life I don't know about you but yeah, dude, my family is, uh, I'm the, I'm the black sheep. That's for sure. I'm just surrounded by beautiful women. So it is cool. J Mimp two joined. What's up, dude? Thanks for chopping in. So for, if people are refreshing, we're on episode 10 of the podcast right now. The podcast is called cheer up, babe, cheer up, comma, babe, because I like proper sentence structure and you can't call someone a nickname without adding a comma. Let's throw this let's throw in this guy and remind you that you don't chop wood and maybe you need to go to the gym. Yeah, it's like TikTok's just ch- trickling in like, "Hey, I know you're either reclined on your couch or sitting on the toilet scrolling through videos right now. We just want to remind you that just like the act that you're doing, you're a piece of shit." <laughs> if you guys want to check out uh any other episodes, they're available uh everywhere. But it's available everywhere. Like if you do it on Spotify, if you do uh, Apple Podcasts, it's called Cheer Up, Babe. And it's by Vincent Julio, which is my actual name. And when I registered for my like podcast account, I, they made me put in my legal name for like the money reasons. And then they just didn't let me change it. So I go by VJ, but when I, my name's Vincent. There's a, little, there's a little tidbit fun fact for everybody. Why Vice? Oh, why Vice? No, VJ. I go by VJ. Um, so I don't know. So my name is Vincent James. And I know that that sounds way cooler than VJ. But the thing is, is when you're a baby and everyone starts calling you VJ and then uh, that's how you're raised. You just kind of got to roll with it. Right. So it's like I, I think when I hit like 16, I was like, everyone can call me Vincent now. And they're like, OK, VJ. <laughs> I was like. That sounds about right. And here's the thing. I feel like it was kind of one of those things like boy named Sue thing, right? All of my childhood fights were because some dipshit wanted to call me 
Vajayjay, which is like so unoriginal and also funny at the same time. Funny at the same time. But uh, I decided to handle that one with violence. And then I grew up a little bit from it. <laughs> I like how y'all are helping each other out in the comments. It's so cute. Do y'all want more kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your podcast is my new favorite ahead of Call Her Daddy now. How does that make you feel? Girl, I mean, listen. So I had never listened to Call Her Daddy. I knew that it was like on the top of the comedy charts forever. Listen to my first episode of Call Her Daddy last week. And I was kind of like, okay, so this is a more well done version of my podcast, except for there was a 15 minute portion of the episode I listened to where she just talked about getting the what the fuck does she call it? the gluck gluck 9000 where she's just talking about giving this dude head but he was she's like laid on the couch doing it this is a kid's app i don't want to get too far into it and i was like this is the this is the number one i could talk about whatever i want but dude that's uh that's that's rad and even if it was a false compliment i'm gonna take it as a full-blown compliment and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell all my friends about it tomorrow okay last week's chd podcast was trash oh call her daddy pause i didn't listen to last week's i just like scrolled and pressed and she was talking about like she has this secret boyfriend that she and then she talked about getting gluck gluck 9000 and i was like i don't know if i'm the demo for this one dallas just trying to help you get that bobblehead steak knife tattoo okay so for those of you that don't know (laughs) i uh i was going to get a Iron Man bobblehead tattoo on my leg with like the head popped off. And if you want to know an explanation of that, all you got to do is listen to episode nine of the podcast. Been watching your vids for a little bit now. You sound like Ryan Reynolds a bit. Yeah, I've heard. I, <laughs> uh, I've heard that since I was basically since Van Wilder came out and so much so that I get comments now where people are like, this guy's trying to sound like Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, I'm not. It's just literally been my speaking voice forever. So much so that when Deadpool came out, I was in, uh, it was in college. I was wrestling. A bunch of my teammates went to the, the Deadpool movie, like the night it came out. And the next day in the locker room, they came and I have this buddy Jay who was on the team who was like, I can't even, I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't even watch it. It's you in a mask. I couldn't even enjoy it. It pissed me off the entire time. And I was like, I got to watch this movie. And now it's my favorite movie. I mean, it's not a bad comparison, right? But we can always put the little addendum over the top of like, God, this guy sounds like just like Ryan Reynolds and looks like the big brother off of Paranorman. So I've never listened to Color Daddy except the clips I see on here. Oh, yeah, that's not that that has never popped up on mine. So I don't know. Uh, who are you being interviewed by again? What podcast? Oh, I'm getting interviewed on Tuesday, actually, by this woman named Leslie Fear, which she's an author, and her name's Leslie Fear, and she writes paranormal romance novels, and that, I'm just going to let you process that one for a second, and I don't know what that means, and I'm definitely going to ask her what a paranormal romance novel is, so don't ask me because I haven't got the answer yet, but she has a podcast called Because I Want to Know that has a bunch of like interesting people on there, and she kind of reached out to me and was like, and like asked me to be on the podcast. And I, so I was listening to a couple of her episodes. She's a super good interviewer. I'm super excited to be on the podcast, but most normal person that's ever going to be on that podcast. I'm like, babe, what do you want me to bring to the episode? I didn't even ask her that, but I'm going to ask her that. I'm sure she's going to do like a bring in type of conversation. Imagine being a voiceover for that dude. If I could be a voiceover for a Ryan Reynolds movie, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Never made the Ryan Reynolds voice connection, and now I can't unhear it. Emily White, I'm sorry that I probably ruined everything that I ever say from here on out because that's what people say. People say, like, I can't unhear it, and I don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, cool. Sounds about right. But the podcast I'm getting interviewed on is called Because I Want to Know. And she has, like, she had, like, a guy who wrote books based off of his ghost hunting adventures which is like all real and then she had like a couple people from the mormon church who left the church who talked about their experience and then she had like uh the guy whoever the guy is a mortician she had a mortician on there and then she's gonna have vj julio on there and what are we gonna talk about leslie what are we gonna talk about leslie fear are we gonna talk about 
I mean, if I'm being honest, we're probably going to talk about fatherhood and stuff. And she's probably going to ask me about TikTok and I'm going to be like, I don't know what happened. I have a cute daughter and a beautiful wife and I love them both. And that's all my content is. And then it just kind of exploded. Oh, and I also drag douchey dudes with a bunch that have a bunch of red flags. So that was like the original impetus for my videos was like the red flag videos. And uh, would you ever do stand up? Your ability to make up stories on the fly is so impressive. Um, I kind of had to cultivate this. You know, when you're a kid and you get stuck in that awkward interaction of like you're standing there with a group of friends and they just start roasting each other when i was young when i was like fourth grade the worst at that like so much so this kid ty colton and archie underwood two very real kids from my childhood uh roasted me one day to the point where like i cried (laughs) and i remember sitting there and i was like i gotta get faster I got to get my ability to snap into action has to be a lot more impressive. And I literally focused on that every single time I talked to people. And so it kind of just developed into my personality and kind of developed into who I am now. So it's just kind of fast. Boom, boom, boom. And that's now why I have a podcast. So, hey, Ty, Archie, thanks, dudes. Hope you're doing well. Devin Durant, how's being a father, to be honest? So I wanted to be a dad from basically the time I graduated high school, but I was smart enough to know that I wasn't ready. Um, And then I met my wife. I was also the dude that I never expected to get married married really young. And then I met Jordan, and she she changed my life, basically, right? And, uh, And then I knew I was ready to be a dad. I knew I wanted her to be the mother of my children, and I had all these expectations. And then we had the baby girl and dude... Not kidding. What I expected was about 5% of what it actually is. Like, I'm not going to lie. There was a portion of me that thought that I was borderline sociopathic because of my ability to disassociate from things, right? Like, I had a best friend who, like, this just got kind of dark, but I had a best friend who passed away when I was in college, and I didn't cry for a year and a half because I just didn't allow myself to emotionally get there. I just shut the situation off completely. But I was also self-assessment enough to be able to realize that that was wrong, right? Dude, I've cried more in the last seven months for my daughter, like, smiling at me than I have in the last 27 years. Like, it's just, uh, it opens you up as a person emotionally more than you think. And I think that's more so if you're willing to be open in that way, right? Like I wanted to be a dad. And then once I became a dad, it was kind of like all guns hot. Nothing is more important than being a good dad. So put all your energy into that. And then my heart opened. Oh, so fucking cheesy, but so true. (laughs) If you sounded like Ryan's wife, it would be better. Blake, I mean, it's Blake Lively, dude. I just watched Accepted and uh, I was like, good job, Ryan. Good job. The quick comebacks are real. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing like getting roasted and and picked on. Well, not picked on, but roasted by your friends when you're a kid to really build a fucking sharp sense of humor. Do you have your do you have your shotgun spit shined yet? Yeah, I'm not going to roll like that. I'm not worried about, dude, I'm going to raise my daughter to be so quick-witted and so able to cut with her words that no dudes are going to want to fucking bring any bullshit that way anyways. She's not going to stand for any type of nonsense. I already run through fake scenarios where, like, I act like I'm walking her up my chest, right? Like, I'm laying on the ground and I walk her up my chest. I I almost said her name. Okay, baby girl. So, we just moved to a new place and you're walking through the cafeteria and you walk up to a table of people and you say, Hi, I'm new here. I just wanted to, uh, uh, I just wanted to introduce myself and wondered if you guys want to eat lunch. Ew, you can't sit with this new girl. You're gross. Oh, didn't realize you guys were bitches. I didn't want to sit with you hoes anyway. And then she dances away. And <laughs> she. <laughs> I know it's not super funny to swear around her, but she's also six months old. So it's fine. When she starts learning words, I got to clean it up a lot. So that's not a cliche type of thing. The shotgun thing? I just don't. I don't know, the intimidation factor of, like, any man, 
any boy that dares come around my daughter. I'm like, nah. My daughter's going to be able to rip him to shreds verbally. So, so good. I'm also working. uh, My mom is an artist, like a bomb-ass artist. And she is um, uh, designing a cool little logo thing for the Cubs because that's what you are. If you listen to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, C-U-B, you're a Cub. All right. If you don't listen, you're not a Cub. You don't get to be a Cub. That is what it is. But if you do listen to the podcast and you enjoy it, you're a cub. We're all cubs. And uh, we're working on a, a logo for that to get to put on some sweatshirts and stuff. Mainly for me because I'm selfish, but it's all good. Thank you guys for uh, clicking into my first live. That was super nerve wracking. I'm definitely pitting out. And my nerves, I feel like there's a pit in my belly that's sinking down into my pelvic pelvis. So appreciate you guys. And uh, one more time, if you want to listen to any more episodes of the podcast, it's called Cheer Up, Babe. And I'm the host, VJ Julio. All right. Well, let's just decompress after that nerve-wracking experience. It was fun. Granted, it was fun. I enjoyed myself once I got into it a little bit. But I'm not going to try to pull the wool over your guys' eyes. I probably lost a pound and a half in armpit sweat, and it just is what it is. Now, granted, I sweat more than the average person, but it was ramped up to 11, and I was I was literally sweating. Couldn't think of a better metaphor than sweating just now. I was just literally sweating. But let's, uh, let's unpack a little bit. Let's see. Um, one girl said that I am her favorite podcast over Caller Daddy, and I'm not even going to – I didn't react super-duper hard, but I'm going to be 100% honest with you right now. That made my entire week. That right there made my entire week, and uh, now I have one goal, and that's to take as many listeners away from the Caller Daddy girls as possible. So I'm coming for you. And then guess what? Joe Rogan, you're fucking next. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then I was wondering if there, for the most part, everyone was just kind of asking about the baby girl and parenting stuff. I was like, this is actually super duper enjoyable. Now, granted, they're basing that off of my TikTok content, and weren't listening to the podcast because if they listened to the podcast and they were a cub they would know that we're all over the fucking place here speaking of being all over the place first off thanks to everybody that clicked in on the live that also listens to the podcast really appreciate you i saw this video today and it's an older video but it unlocked something in my soul that i didn't know was there it was of drake now regardless of your feelings about drake this video isn't about that or this feeling, I guess I should say, that came from the video isn't about that. It's a video where Drake like walks up to a bar and someone asks him who he knows there. And he does this like <laughs> kind of laugh like, bitch, you know who I am. So arrogant. And then they go, do you know? And he's like, do you really not know who I am? And I got so much enjoyment from that that now I want to do one thing. And that's meet as many famous people as I possibly can. Just so I can treat them like I have no fucking idea who they are. And I'm talking about A-listers. I want to meet Jennifer Aniston and be like, hi, I'm VJ. Oh, hi, I'm Jen. Oh, nice to meet you, Jen. What do you do? You know, just throw in a little, just a little something, something. Just to knock their ego down a peg. And I'm not saying Jennifer Aniston has an ego. But if she's world famous, of course she does. They all have to in a certain capacity. But I just want to bump into Jason Statham on the street. And he's like, hello, mate. Now, listen, we already know if you guys listen to the other episodes, you know, I'm not the king of accents. Okay, I can do a pretty good Mexican accent because of my best friend growing up. But that's about it. If it's not Spanish, your boy ain't hitting it right. But I walk up to Jason Statham. He's like, hello, mate. (laughs) And I'm like, hi. He's like, what you doing here, bruv? Is he English or is he Australian? I'm going to go with English. Whatever that one fucking accent off of the Kingsman movie is. I'm going with that one. What you doing here, bruv? Be like, oh, I was just going to work out. You work out here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? What? What's your name? My name's Jason. Oh, cool. I'm VJ. Nice to meet you, man. Hold on. Do you really not know who I am? I'm going to be honest with you, buddy. I just got into town and I'm not really, I haven't really been hip to the scene here. He's like, no, it doesn't matter if you live in town or not. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, su- I suck so bad in accent. I'm Jason Statham. Oh, are, are you like a musician? What? What? 
You think me a musician? Fuck this shit. <laughs> it just keeps going away. It just keeps going away. Fuck this bit, dude. I can't do accents. I can't keep a sh- fucking straight face when I do accents. I would just make Jason Statham. I would ask Jason Statham if he was a musician, and then I would see if we can get an altercation. I just want to get in altercations with celebrities by just acting like I don't know who they are. Because you know that some of them have their entire ego resting on the fact that they're famous. And I just want to take it down a peg just for fun. Just for fun. That's just a level of enjoyment that I would get that would make me feel warm and happy in my belly. And I don't know what that says about me, but you come up with the conclusion on that one. I do got to say, it's a sad day for wrestlers. That's for sure. Jake Paul slept Ben Askren, if you don't know. Jake Paul, the YouTuber, turned boxer the last few years, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a big keep up with the Pauls type of guy. But I do know the difference between Logan and Jake. And I know that Logan is supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather. And I hope that happens so bad. Because it would be so fucking funny. To watch the greatest boxer all of all time who's like half the size of Logan Paul just piece him the fuck up. I think that would be fucking I think that would be that would be glorious. Not because of who Logan is as a person, just because you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And now granted he'll be winning millions of dollars, so I would get pieced the fuck up by Floyd Mayweather for millions of dollars. But I also can only wrestle. I can't box. But Ben Askren, who is a NCAA national champion, I think he took sixth in the Olympics, just a stud fucking wrestler, turned UFC fighter, really, really funky UFC fighter, had some good wins, never really got rocked, and then got absolutely slept the fuck out by Jorge Masvidal. Is it Jorge Masvidal or is it George Masvidal or is it Jorge? Doesn't fucking matter. The guy that need Ben Askren in the face and got the fastest knockout of all time in the UFC. That guy. But I was a Ben Askren fan because wrestler, representing for the boy. And then so I got involved because I saw Ben Askren on an interview and I kind of started going down the entire trail. And I was like, oh, this is just a man. Like, this is just an adult. Like, it's so funny. So I ended up watching him on the Logan Paul podcast or Impulsive. Yes. Play on words. Uh, maybe go with a different name, but the Logan Paul podcast, I'm just going to call it that. I watched the Ben Askren interview on there and it was wild to see like this group of YouTuber people whose entire life confidence and who they are as a person is dictated solely off of their like social media views and their likes and their, their revenue is streamed a hundred percent through that. Try to like come at this like grown man. Like that's all he is. That's the only difference. Ben Askren isn't any sort of like special individual. He's just a grown man who is happy about his life. Like he's got a beautiful wife. He's got gorgeous little kids. He owns a wrestling academy. He had a successful career that he has since retired from. And he's just content, right? He's just peaceful, content, and happy. And watching these guys on the Logan Paul podcast talk about like, what are you going to do if you get knocked out? How embarrassing is that going to be? And his entire thing was like, well, the thing is, is like, I don't think Jake's a really good boxer. But if he is a really good boxer, he's probably going to knock me out. And they're like, how are you going to handle the embarrassment? Like, how are you even going to go about living your life? And it's like, and his response was just, dude, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to go back home to my beautiful family and run my wrestling academy like I've been doing. And everyone was kind of like commenting on that aspect. Like, oh, it's it's wild that he wouldn't be reacting to their slams and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's because it's kids watching the Logan Paul podcast, right? Who like they see an actual adult who has a level of contentment in his life just responding the way any sort of happy and comfortable human being would and they're like this is mind-boggling how would he not be embarrassed it's like no that's the difference between an adult and a kid who tries to get youtube views like that's the difference i'm pretty sure him and the other fucking guy that's on the logan paul podcast are like the same age the one that just doesn't stop talking i don't fucking know his name zach mike mike 
I'm not going to get, I'm not going to dig on them too much. Cause it's like, whatever I didn't, I don't really listen. So I don't want to get too far into, I don't fucking know the guys. Right. I just know that they're you, they were YouTubers and like, that's what their entire thing was. But I enjoyed the podcast so much. Cause it was literally like grown kids trying to understand the mind of a, just an adult content dude. So I like, honestly, through that, listening to that, I was like, fuck. Yeah. I fuck with Askren hard. And then he got absolutely fucking slept by Jake Paul, which the only thing wrong with that is because it was to Jake Paul, who like has branded himself as like the bad kid, right? Like he, his entire marketing strategy is to get everyone to hate him, but eyes are eyes, right? Like you want to watch the fight because you want to see him get knocked out. Eyes are eyes. Money is money. Did I pay for the fight? Absolutely not. I just searched it into YouTube and then I watched some 14-year-old kid stream. I muted the kid because he wouldn't stop telling me to subscribe to his YouTube channel through the entire live stream that where he was streaming the, the fight and I just enjoyed the fight right on there and I'm pretty sure that kid's going to go get fined $25,000 and maybe get sued, but it is what it is. I got to watch Jake Paul knock Ben Askren out, but it's like my favorite part about it is Askren's leaving the ring after he just got knocked the fuck out at the Triller event, which was the worst boxing event of all time. But we're not going to get into that. And the picture that you see is his wife's like hugging him around the waist laughing and he's standing tall, smiling. And I was like trying to put myself there, right? Like, what if that was me and Jordan? And I just got knocked out in front of 1.3 million people and we were walking out of the ring. If my wife came up to me, I'd be like, cha-ching, like, <laughs> and we'd be fucking laughing too. I'd be like, babe, I just got paid over a million dollars to just get punched in the face one time. Like fucking high five. This is easy. That was easier money than anything that ever happened in our lives before. Let's go back home to our wonderful life. Like that's fucking awesome. It was wild, but I just loved watching that dynamic. And that was the main reason, like, I never wanted to get into like YouTube and shit like that back when like Vine was a thing and I got really heavy into Vine Everyone was like, you're going to start a YouTube. And I made a couple YouTube videos, but it was just one of those things where I was like, I don't care. I don't care if like these get views and I don't care to try to be this person. And that's exactly what it would have been. I would have been having to like attempt to be that person. And I just was never, I just fucking, I, 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 I didn't connect with it enough. I don't really give a shit what other people think enough to let that be the entire impetus for how I look at myself and how I think about my life. And that's exactly where Ben Askren was sitting, and that's why I liked him. But it was an unfortunate thing as a fellow wrestler to watch him get knocked out by a YouTuber, but it happened, and we move on. And Jake gets to go on with his money and continue being the bad guy and marketing himself as that and then be known as that, which is kind of unfortunate if you think of, like, the back end of your life, you know? Like, when people are talking about you later on in life when you're, like, an actual full-grown adult, and they're just... And the majority of people go, he's such a fucking dick. You don't want that. You don't want that, regardless of the type of money that it brings in right now. Now, people might say like, oh, he was a marketing genius. He got everyone to hate him. But he was a dick. Like, I would rather be like, oh, he was the worst marketer of all time and literally was broke every single day of his life. But most people that came across him liked him. I would rather be that person. But I'm happy for Ben Askren. I'm happy for Jake Paul. It is what it is. It's super shitty that the wrestler got knocked out by Jake Paul. But when you're a 36-year-old doughboy who's walking in there to get a million bucks, that's what he did. He walked in there to get a million bucks and he peaced the fuck out. And I don't blame him even remotely for that. I know that episode 10 is kind of like all over the place, right? Like we did the live where I'm sure you could hear in my voice the entire time that I was... <laughs> pitter-patter in the breath, right? I was trying to keep my shit under control. But for the most part, I think it went okay. I think I was able to keep my shit under control. It was unfortunate because there were some people in the comments on TikTok that are cubs that are like, yo, when's your live? And I'm like, right at this time here. And they were like, sick. But then, you know, they didn't click in. Like, I think I had like 254 total people click into the live, which is like super uh, awesome. But... I'm going to adjust some things. Probably going to do an, the next live on episode 20. I don't think I'm going to do one before that. I think I'm going to keep it strictly for you see me on live. We're on an episode that ends in a zero on Cheer Up Babe the podcast. By the way, the logo for the merch stuff is done. And I'm so fucking excited. But I will let you guys know when we got shit printed out. Here's what we're doing. 
I'm just going to let you know from the jump, we're getting hoodies because this is Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. Rules of Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. Put your fucking cozy, comfy hoodie on. All right. Lock the kids in the closet. Tell your significant other or whoever else is in the room with you to fuck off for an hour because this is your time. You don't feel like talking. But if imagine if you could just toss on a cheer up babe hoodie for your cozy, comfy hoodie. Now, we're probably a few weeks away from that, but I just we finished the logo today and I'm super fucking jacked about it. And so I just can't. I'm a blabbermouth. I can't keep my shit under wraps. All right. You know what, babe? We're going to do some unqualified dad advice to wrap this episode up. All right. You know the rules of unqualified dad advice. I just literally open Reddit, go to the advice column, scroll through, stop it, read the title, and then we make all sorts of assumptions off the title, and then we'll actually get into the meat of their question. But always judge a book by its cover, and then read the contents and and make, make apologies later. That's how we handle it. Unqualified dad advice. First one. Road less traveled one. I feel like I can't cope with any sort of pressure or adult life. Welcome to the pressure of adult life. The entire point of pressure is to make you feel like you can't cope with it so that you can come out the other side a diamond. What am I, a fucking motivational poster? I did that whole thing without even taking a breath, which I know you're thinking you do this entire podcast without taking a breath. It seems like, yeah, but that was zero hesitation. Print that on a fucking poster, put a picture of a hot air balloon with the words inspiration underneath it with that quote underneath the bold letters inspiration. What did I say? Something about pressure and coming out the other side of diamond. You guys remember, rewind it back, type it up, make that fucking poster. Okay, road less traveled. I feel like I can't cope with any sort of pressure or adult life, the actual meat. So I've just gone back to university after being at home for months and I feel awful and I know that's partly normal, but I generally already feel like I can't cope. It makes me feel worried that even though I'm an adult, I feel so attached to my parents, my mom especially. Maybe it's just homesickness, but I feel like ever since I got very ill a few years back, I now have a long-term health condition. I've become really attached to my mom and I only ever feel reassured and relaxed when she's around and maybe that's a trauma response, but I don't know how to fix it or deal with it. So what you're feeling right now, Road Less Traveled One, is extremely normal okay usually especially in a healthy household where you have a healthy relationship with your parents breaking that bond between your parents is extremely difficult and i'm not talking about the actual bond i'm talking about the physical bond where they're not present in your life every single day breaking that bond is the next step to actually becoming your own individual adult and all of us go through it all of us that had really good parent relationships had that sick in your gut homesickness, fear, feeling of breaking away from mom and dad. It might have happened right when you went off to college. It might have happened a year after you went off to college when the reality setting in of, oh, I'm not their little kid anymore, but it's necessary. You have to. It's all part of growing up. The people that don't are the ones that live with mom and dad until they're 34. And let me tell you this, Road Less Traveled One, you don't want to be that person. Always be super present in the moment, right? But have your eyes five years in the future or what you're doing today, progressing you towards five years in the future, where you want to be. Let me ask you something. Do you want to be snuggled next to mama five years in the future? You don't. Now, I know the health condition is one thing that is one aspect that you're dealing with, but it sounds like that's just more of a fear response in terms of not wanting to let go of your mom. Super normal to have an attachment to your mom, but you have to cut the physical ties if you want to grow into the adult that you can be. It's all about opening your potential and being in your mommy and daddy's house does not warrant your maximum potential. And next, scroll, stop, read. My friend makes me feel like, oh, sorry, this is from Stand By Me 76. My friend makes me feel like shit, but he's the only friend I have. If I end the friendship, I will be lonely again. What should I do? You don't have any friendship right now. You are lonely right now because what you have is not a friend. If a person that you're hanging out with makes you feel like shit, it's not a friend. It's an asshole. It's not a friend. It's a bag of shit. So regardless of whether or not you cut this person off or not, you're in the same exact 
pool of friends as you are right now. And the first thing that you got to know is you got to cut the cancers out of your life, babe. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And if you are only spending time with one person and that person is a cocksucker that makes you feel like a piece of shit, you are going to turn into a person who makes other people feel like pieces of shit. So cut the cancer. Now let's actually open it and read it, but I'm pretty sure I fucking crushed that one. I don't want to be alone again. Having no one to talk to is too painful. I don't want to go through it again. If that feeling comes back, I'll probably just take myself out. But at the same time, my friend treats me like shit. I can't be myself around him, and I feel like I have to walk on eggshells. He doesn't take me seriously most of the time. He laughs at me, insults my appearance, and he thinks he's always at the right. I hate being treated like shit for people's entertainment. The only reason I still talk to him is because it's him or nothing. I can't take being alone anymore. Would this ever count as a toxic friendship? Or would this even count as a toxic friendship? Should I end the friendship despite the loneliness? Listen, stand by me. Here's one thing you got to realize about being a human being. The feeling of all of the spectrum of emotions, whether that's pure joy, happiness, dread, sadness, exhaustion, and feeling lonely. The reason that we are human beings and we have those emotions is because we are meant to experience those emotions. Dude, am I fucking Buddha this episode or some shit? I do one live fucking video on TikTok and suddenly my third eye's open. Listen, that 100% counts as a toxic friendship. Absolutely. And you need to find yourself people that are going to pick you up, but you can't rely on other people to pick you up. You have to be able to pick yourself up. And when you feel bouts of low, the only thing that really causes people to get lower and lower and lower is when they focus on the fact that I shouldn't feel like this, I shouldn't feel like this, I shouldn't feel like this. If you can get yourself to a place of acceptance in terms of it's normal for me to feel emotions like this, what steps can I take to start kind of going upward in terms of your emotional capacity and and your emotional control what steps can i take to start kind of climbing out of this hole that i feel like i'm in not oh my god i need to get out oh my god i need to get out putting pressure on it and this isn't like the last one where pressure has diamond pressure makes dust and i and the one line in there where it says you're going to take yourself out if that's an actual serious thing you need to call somebody and get some actual professional help because guess what there's always people to talk to i'm pretty sure that there's like an entire company that is strictly over the phone that offers therapist services. I don't know what it's called, but I'm not diagnosing you as needing a therapist. I'm just saying if you get to the point that you feel at the end of your rope, you need to reach out to someone who is apt at handling it, not this friend who will most like friend. I shouldn't even fucking said friend. Not like this taint of a human being that's probably going to make the situation worse. So you got to cut it off. You got to learn how to be okay with dealing in your loneliness and feel content with who you are as a person when you're by yourself and then surround yourself with people that are going to pick you up as you pick them up. All right. Fucking Gandhi in this bitch. (laughs) I like how I basically just discredit all advice I give at the end by saying "Mm, Gandhi in this bitch. But, you know, this is Cheer Up Babe the podcast. I fly by the seat of my pants and I shoot from the hip. Let's do one more. Scroll. Stop. My dad just expects me to forgive him. Oh, and this is by Oak Woman. Now, you didn't expect me to hit you with the Cardi B R roll, but there's three R's and it's O-K-U-R-R-R. So you better fucking bet your sweet ass that I'm going Oak and that's Oak Woman is the handle. My dad just expects me to forgive him. Dad left, didn't he? Dad peaced out. Dad was like, this parenthood thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. I got a dip diddy, slip diddy. And then when that kid can walk around and talk, I'll dip on back in. Yeah, that's really each individual's experience. So if you're angry at him and he's not willing to help you resolve the issue, snip diddy, snap diddy, get to the... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my sounds and shit, but I'm just going to keep fucking rolling with it. Crick diddy, crack diddy, get to the snappity, get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> now let's open it and see what she actually says. I had a three month long visual migraine. Okay, this didn't start off strong. This might be a little less intense than dad dipped out and came back. I had a three month long visual migraine. 
I was scared it would last forever. On Christmas, my favorite holiday, my mom asked how I was, and I said, I still have a migraine. My dad rolled his eyes and said, you have a migraine. We know. We've heard a thousand times. That made me so mad, I called him an ass. And it was this stupid argument. And it was this stupid argument Then he was leaving and said, fuck you to me twice. He thinks we're all buddy-buddy and everything is normal. Sounds like your dad's a little bit immature, but also over your shit. Okay. <laughs> It sounds like you might have been one of those kids that like to cry wolf a lot. And now you might have an actual migraine and it's bothering you. But maybe through the years, you've been a little bit dramatic and now it's hard to take you seriously. So I don't blame your dad for being over your shit and just take some Advil or go to the doctor. If it's a month long, it's your fault. If it's a month long migraine... Sure fault. Don't just say, got migraine every single day. Say, hey, can we please make a doctor's appointment and see if I just need to drink some extra fucking water or something or have some salmon and lower my inflammation? I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor, guys, okay? But listen, cubs, if you're a bitcher, when you have an actual problem, people are just going to assume you're bitching. And that is unqualified dad advice. From some guy who you really shouldn't be listening to, but you're listening to anyways because you want to tune in because you want to have an enjoyable hour of your day and you want to chill the fuck out. And we're here to take listeners from Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. I just said that we're going to take listeners from Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. From the Caller Daddy Podcast. Dude, I wasn't lying on the live when I said that I clicked into the Caller Daddy Podcast for like the first time ever just to get a vibe. First of all, that not VJ Julio, not the demo. For Call Her Daddy. Not a podcast for me. So I'm going to start off by saying. Not for me. In terms of. I'm not who they're trying to talk to. But the fact that she said. Daddy gang. 17 times in the first 10 minutes. I, she Like every time that she had a pause in her sentence. She was like. Okay daddy gang. And I'm like. I'm out. Now I'm pretty sure I call you guys cubs. But I call you guys cubs what? Five times in an hour. And I also call you babe because you're a babe. Like, listen, babe, this is Cheer Up Babe, the podcast. And make no mistake, you're a guy listening to this podcast. You're a girl listening to this podcast. You're a mom listening to this podcast. You're a dad listening to this podcast. You're a grandma listening to this podcast. You're a babe. All right, babe? And this is Cheer Up Babe. And I don't know how many more times I can say the word babe, but babe, you're here to fucking stay, babe. Okay? <laughs> okay, daddy gang? <laughs> now, listen. <laughs> That was a fun episode. I haven't edited it yet. I feel like it's going to be all over the fucking place because that live really threw a wrench in my asshole and took me off of my game. But if you guys liked it, let me know. All right. Also, tell your friends about the podcast. Don't just keep it to yourself. That's so rude. That's so selfish. But I get it. I'm rude and I'm selfish. So if you want to keep the podcast to yourself and keep that in your tucked in your back pocket, that's cool. But if you want to share it with the world, let them know that they have a new favorite hour of their day. Go fucking do that. So go out there. Take your hoodie off. All right. You're fine. Take your hoodie off. I don't care if you're not wearing anything underneath it. Take your hoodie off. The podcast is over. Go let your kids out of the closet. Tell your significant other. You can fucking talk whenever you want to now. Huge eye roll. Okay. And you're going to go about your week. You're going to have a wonderful fucking week. So you're going to go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe. Look, babe. One thing you're going to learn about this podcast is is we, we don't do the ad reads. All right, we don't do we don't do the ad reads in the fashion that the company wants us to do the ad reads because I like to only do like to only tell you about things that I actually use, but I also want to speak from the heart. I don't want to tell you the ins and outs of the jot, mumbo jumbo whatever. Big time partner of the pod, Chill Wellness. Chill Wellness started with a dad whose daughter at 18 months was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. It, the pain was so bad that it got to the point that she couldn't even stand anymore. As a dad, heartstrings ripping apart. I'm investing in the story I want to know more. Along with the arthritis came medications, which then came with huge side effects. And at what point do you try to fix one problem while causing other problems? So he got together with a group of scientists and doctors and developed what's called Aspen Sav. It's made with Arnica, Boswellia, medical grade magnesium, full spectrum CBD, and the results were amazing. So much so that he wanted to help other people with this problem. This is the only CBD company that partnered with the Arthritis Foundation because that's the origin of their story. That's where their heart lies. 
Now, like I said, I don't tell you about things that I don't use. I use every single product that they make because it can be used in different fashions than just a salve to help with sore muscles, back pain, shoulder pain, anything like that. They have the sports stick. They have the CBD drink mix now. Everything is so high quality and works so well. As a guy who literally trains people as a profession, I can't tell people about it enough. I use it every single day. I use it when I'm sore from the gym. I use it when I'm stressed out, when I'm having an anxious day, just whenever, and it calms my CNS. It also calms my muscles, and I love every piece of it. So if you want to try it out, go to Chill Wellness. That's C-H-I-L-1-L, chillwellness.com. And I like to save you guys money, so at checkout, if you use the promo code VJJULIO15, you're going to get 15% off your entire cart no matter what. That's vjgiulio one five as the promo code at checkout. You get 15% off your entire order. If you tried CBD companies in the past and they haven't worked for you, it's not because CBD doesn't work. It's because that company didn't care enough. Go check it out. 